0: Rush into Old Navy today for up to 50% off store-wide. Get dresses from $15 for women, $12 for girls, plus up to 75% off clearance for the whole family right now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1016 to 1020, select styles only. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: Hello and welcome to an October 20th, late Thursday night edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, a writer for BlazersEdge.com. And former Glacier beat writer for the Vancouver Columbian. And I'm happy to be joined today by my friend Corbin Smith from Vice Sports, the Belamit Week, and the Shocker. Shocker. <laughs> the Blue Dog's Dreams over at the, the Blue Shock- Dog's Dream, baby. Blue Dog's Dreams over at the Shocker. Uh, and uh, also uh, the host of a new podcast, Take It or Break It. hmm Corbin yes. Smith. Vancouver's zone, Yes. Own. Vancouver's Vancouver's finest son. There's a reconnection of of my old Clark County uh days. But Eric was very
0: nominally connected <laughs> to Clark County.
1: <laughs> While I lived in Portland and covered the Blazers for and the majority, almost of 40 never days. came to Clark County. That's, he did right. Okay, okay, that's not true. I came to Clark County several times a week. At the very least, okay, all right. Like I want to say at least three times a
0: week. Uh, Three times a week, Eric.
1: Yeah, but okay. If the team was in town, like I mean, like it it, it was like, and they have a practice, and I got to write something, and it's like, why am I going to go into traffic to do something at the office that has nothing to do with my job? All right, that's fair. It's look, it's fair. Don't get me wrong. Right, right, right. But you are right. I was, I was like, you're not a favored son like myself. Exactly. You are of the people. By the people, for the people.
0: I am by the people of Clark County. I was literally born in a hospital in Clark County. Right. I, the only time I didn't live there was when I went to college. Anyway, okay. we're, we're getting distracted. Yeah. I was supposed to be on a few weeks ago. Yeah,
1: you were, but then you got in a bike crash. I got
0: in a goddang bike crash. I was in Seattle, uh, uh. which is a terrible place to ride a bike. <laughs> Don't do it. It's a bad idea. And I... Uh, Maybe, okay, maybe I wasn't paying great attention. Maybe I had my headphones in. It's a bad habit. If you're a cyclist, you shouldn't do it. But I was. And I'm – look, and I'm strong enough to admit it. And I sort of – like, okay, look. There were cones sectioning off an area that I shouldn't have ridden into. But they were very – like there were – there were just it was just like there were cones everywhere, man. And they were very sparsely – Put. and so i might have ridden and then all of a sudden i was like what's going on and i flew over my handlebars oh uh, yeah and i and what happened was like drug my i like drug my head into the concrete and my glasses jammed up into <sighs> my face oh god and i was like oh my god do i have a?" and the, so i stood up and i was like what's going on what's going on how the first thing i thought was do I have a concussion? And I I didn't. I was fine. And so I was like looking at these construction workers being like, what do my eyes look like? Are my pupils dilated? Because I wanted to make sure I didn't have a concussion. And then I thought, where's my bike? And then the construction workers were like, "Uh, you're bleeding? And I <laughs> just had blood pouring down my face and soaking my T-shirt. Oh, and man. so that was why I couldn't record. Well, I could have recorded if I had gotten home on time, but I had to go get stitches. So I got stitches and then I... Got a bull bust a little bit later. And then, uh, yeah, ruined a nice shirt. That sucks. Yeah, and my ribs have hurt, which is, you know. You're right. Yeah, I know the ribs have been an issue. The ribs have been an issue. Anybody who follows me on Twitter knows all the things I complain about. That's right. My ribs have been bad, and um, I've been too handsome. So. Right, right. And then I went on a 10-day meditation retreat like a week after that.
1: So did that feel did that soothe some of the pain? Um, you know, uh or for the most de- or help you deal with it better?
0: You know, my ribs actually did feel a lot better f- for a few days and then I slept phoning on them and they hurt again. Ah. And uh I mean I wouldn't say it feels good because you j- don't talk for ten days or nine days, it's nine days, let's be honest. Right.
1: Welcome to Locked On Blazers, part, yeah. of Blazers yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. part of the Locked On Blazers podcast. Part of the Locked On podcast network. I've had a really eventful.
0: I've had a really yeah. eventful month in ways that have just absolutely nothing to do with the Blazers.
1: No, and that's listen. You know what? I think. Uh, if I do say so myself, I think we have done a pretty good job of covering. We're on a date on Tuesday, you, you know? On a date on Tuesday. Yeah. yeah like, went
0: good, so, you know.
1: Yeah. A lot of things going on with Corbin. Also, also last night, uh, I know that I told y'all that I, we were going to have a podcast after the game last night. But because Dane nor I were actually in Salt Lake City, we figured it would not be good to do our post-game observations Without. when we didn't watch the game. Casey's tweets about yeah, the game. Yeah, exactly. We're not going to be like dissecting Casey's tweets about the game. Casey Holdall from Trobulous friend of the program.
0: Guess he was on, the only. He was the only person I saw tweeting about it.
1: Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So we weren't in Salt Lake City, so we weren't going to talk about the game. The only thing I think that matters about what happened the other night was that Moharkless started again. I think it's pretty much a, a done deal. That's wild. That's like totally wild, right? I thought Harkless, I've, I've been on the Harkless train, like to start. I mean, as far as an upset, like of all the options in small
0: forward, he clearly has the highest upside. Yeah. But I mean, you could, you've been like, people have been saying about, about him since the second he got into the league. So it's like,
1: right. And, but I mean, he was garbage in Orlando. Like that's objective. Like he was awful. It was good. As, it was okay his first year, or right, like, he, but like his last year, he totally yeah. it was like on the verge of washing out. You know, like he got traded for for literally nothing. He got traded for a pick that the Blazers will never ever convey. Uh, but he, I, and he was how was he last year? I don't remember. He was I mean, fine. He, he was good at the end of the year, in and like, out of rotation. I think, his, you know, I think mm-hmm. his numbers in the aggregate were not. You know. They were not what they—they they were not great, but like he was good in the playoffs, and he was good to end the season. And I just think that, to me, it's a counterweight argument. I'm stealing a term from uh, Danny Larue, but like I think in on the offense or on the Blazers starting lineup, you need to have. I feel like Aminu and Harkless are like perfect counterweights to the undersizedness of Lillard and McCollum. Like, they're both 6'3", and then Harkless and Aminu are both 6'9". So you have at least some 3-4 versatility, whereas, like, if you just play another dude that d- can't play 4, then you don't have another guy that can really, like... You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Taking this to its
0: radically logical extension, is it possible that Harkless will be good enough that eventually Turner will just fall out of the rotation? Which is what you want. Well, I don't want to say I want it. I mean, I want every blazer to be
1: successful. Except, you want the tickets to be cheaper.
0: <laughs> no, not no, this no, year. No, I don't want the year. tickets to be cheap no, this year.
1: No. no, no. Okay. Yeah. No, I can no, get credentials.
0: I can get credentials
1: now, so I don't really care about that. Anymore. Right. Exactly. And they're good. Yeah. Like they're actually good. Like yeah, I want them to be good. Yeah. It, it's, I just. It, it's not like when um to take it somewhere, you know. When another guy was here, that you did want the tickets to be cheaper.
0: Yeah, Felton. Uh, Are we talking about Felton? Well, I thought we were going to talk about uh, the Aldridge. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about. I forgot about LaMarcus. Uh, it's easy to forget about LaMarcus, though. You, you know, you. Just, I just kind of blocked it all out. Right. Big forward. Uh, right. Yeah.
1: yeah. Marcus.
0: A lot of long two pointers. <laughs> uh. Why doesn't he play center? Uh, so me and Eric, like Eric wants to talk about Lamarcus and he's trying to, like, goad me into it. Well, Yeah. But, Cause, and cause that's
1: I, fine. Because I, I mentioned it briefly yesterday on the podcast two days ago when these rumors started. Yeah. But, these like – the, Look, these are completely awesome. Solo, yeah, yeah. These, Spectacular rumors. Like, the best rumors. And also the the source of them. Like, the most, like – the most like esteemed basketball reporters are re- like Zach Lowe and Jackie McMullen are like where this started. Like oh, it, oh, like dude. It, like it doesn't get more like esteemed or respected than those two reporters.
0: But but it's also like so it's like grimy. It's like super grimy gossip stuff. But it, they're yeah yeah, and it's it's so back door. It's so like. <laughs> You know, oh, LaMarcus isn't working out in San Antonio. Eh? And the and like right. anybody, look, anybody who followed the Blazers for the time LaMarcus was here. I mean, like, you can't be that surprised about it no. because there were tons of things that LaMarcus was totally astringent and weird about. Um, maybe sharing the spotlight was one of those things. I don't know if I can necessarily speak to that.
1: Well, I mean, I mean, it was reported as such that Yeah, yeah. yeah. That least, was at that least was in the, the yeah, yeah, that was that was a scuttle but like he did not like I mean, and he it, didn't so, like it, that everybody liked Lillard more right, than him. It, it, And it was, that it, everybody liked Roy b- more than him before that. Right, exactly. Like he is not outwardly, you know, like he's not like outwardly like looking, you know, to be like the face of the franchise, but then when he's not the face of the franchise, he it feels like he gets resentful about it. But then the other but then there were other things
0: about him that were just like flagrantly non conformist, like in ways that were frustrating because it affected the tactics of the team. Like he should
1: have played center a lot. And I mean their best lineups ever I mean, the one year that before Matthews blew his Achilles, that team's hope was built on if Aldridge can play center and you have a flalo, Batum, Matthews, and Lillard. Like, then yeah, that's a
0: that's a nightmarish offensive lineup, r- right? Like, he like just that,
1: that was the dream that year. And then but he just refused. He just never really liked it. Like,
0: no, I play forward. And so, like, I mean, you go to the Spurs, which is a place where uh, um conformity is valued above literally everything else, where your personality is beaten to a little black cube and you are inserted into a machine. Uh those sorts of tendencies are you're gonna create friction in a place where
1: Well and the Blazers too, like I think you know I think the most important thing to remember about his time with the Blazers is that when Olshea and Stotz got there, they tailored everything to his needs. So that's like – I mean like obviously there's a lot of things that went wrong before those guys got there. But they did tailor like everything to his needs and he just was not going to be happy. And because of all the things we've talked about, like refusing to play center, uh, refusing to step back and shoot threes. Yeah. Demand, you just demand, He just had
0: to do one of those two things. It was so de- annoying. Yeah,
1: demanding the ball always on the block and that the offense always go – you know, like I mean – like obviously he liked having help and liked having you know Lillard and stuff, and like when Lillard was good, like he needed help. Like there's no way that Aldridge didn't like having Dame on the team because it got him to pass the first round. It made like Lillard, like Lillard and Aldridge helped each other. There's no way around that.
0: I wrote about Aldridge when he left for Vice, and I was reading it back because I love to read my own work because it's it's very good. Read it all and share it with your friends and family. I, 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 I agree. I I I, I love. So, thank you. I, I, thank I like
1: reading your stuff, Gorman.
0: Thank you. I think you're very good. Thank, thank you. I prefer wonderful, uh, but okay, really good. That's fine. Uh, and it was hard – like I always think about that Houston series. Oh, God. Because he was incredible in the first two games. He, he won incredible. those first season. two games for them.
1: That whole season he put the team – like Lillard was amazing, hit the, the game six shot and was yeah, – Yeah, but that's but, the but – that's was the very, cruel th- – yeah, yeah, sorry, go on. No, but yeah, it was, but it was very much like Aldridge was the foundation upon which Lillard was able to have that moment that season. Like but all, what do you? All,
0: but like, what do you end up remembering?
1: The shot by it, Lillard, and that's yeah, the thing. It's, it must. Be, it must. Have, like, if I was him, it would have driven me nuts. Right. Exactly. Like that shot happens after you put the. T- you scored eighty points in the first two games. I believe it was 86. eighty six. Eighty six points. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, and like, and giving it to Dwight Howard, like. Like, just giving it to him. Like, yeah, the I Rockets couldn't do anything like, about... And, and Terrence Jones and Omer Ashik, Like, all these guys who were, like, pretty good NBA players to all-star caliber NBA players were just absolutely getting roasted every play. Like, I, like, the thing about it was, is that, like, nobody does that anymore.
0: Yeah. And Houston was, like, trying to give him all the stuff that he would normally sort of take, even if it wasn't useful. But... And he just... He... Working in that narrow context – working in that narrow maybe sort of pre-modern context, like he roasted them for two games. Right. And then Lillard hit the game-winning shot and it's all you can think about.
1: Right. Exactly. No one remembers like – you know, like obviously that was what what set it off. And and that's the thing too is that like – that's the curse of Aldridge's career is that like he was producing and was the best player on teams but you just don't ever remember – anything that he did like i mean really
0: unbelievably boring probably doesn't help
1: right (laughs) i mean yeah he and 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 on purpose i mean he is like you know he is like he he chooses to be boring and and that you know i mean like this is a guy like he loves like aldridge's like favorite thing is like watching premium television like like he would talk like during the season like like You know, all the guys would probably be like watching games or whatever and like Aldridge is like on his day off. He's like – or like playing video games or something and like Aldridge is like talking about how he just like sat on his couch all day and like caught up with, you know, Shameless or Boardwalk Empire. Shameless? Boardwalk Empire? Yeah. Have you ever watched Boardwalk Empire? Yeah. I've watched the whole show. It's bad. It's a bad show. Yeah. In hindsight, it was one of the worst like shows that I dedicated my time to. In, when I, in hindsight, when I, at the time I thought it was tight, though. Like I can't lie. Like I, I, I didn't watch it. Ironically, I like Bobby Carnivale, and sometimes I think I should watch that
0: third season because I like Bobby Carnivale. But the end of season two is the dumbest. It's just so overcooked. Anyway, sorry.
1: Anyway, yeah. So we're talking. About, I like to like, complain
0: yeah. about Boardwalk Empire.
1: Right. I and, like to complain about a lot of things, and Lamarcus Aldridge as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm certain. You know,
0: <laughs> after complaining about Lamarcus, I almost feel like, you know, maybe. You know, I'm going to these Buddhist retreats now, so maybe you know he just, let just let is go. what he is, man. Yeah,
1: that's yeah. See, see like that's, that's like I think that that's the point that I reached on Lamarcus, where I was just like, yeah, you know, he's he's Lamarcus, like the like the, he's a really he's a really great NBA player. You know, he's a great NBA player, not really great. He's a great NBA player, all star. B- kind of boring to watch, and super, I mean super boring super boring, and also I think as you mentioned. In the modern context of the NBA, hard to, like, give that player 20 shots a game. Yeah.
0: It, but he it, just it, it wants just, 20 shots a game so much.
1: Yeah. Like. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, anyway, I, I hope
0: I, he gets traded to the Blazers. Not just so he'll have to like just live, so he- just live his personal hell. Yeah, just so that yeah, this is you can never leave. You know,
1: you can check out it anytime you want. You know, who really wants that to happen? Are the writers of Portlandia? Because they'd totally bring LaMarcus on for a skit if they could. Because uh, he was on. Because he was on the show. That's a offen- that's offensive, Eric. I'm I wrote saying. sketch comedy
0: for many years.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying. Lamarcus, it is offensive the only reason I said this because LaMarcus call is, it a skit. Okay, I'm only yeah, okay. Saying, okay. I'm just saying LaMarcus is the only person that was like featured on Portlandia as like LaMarcus Aldridge. So like the reason I'm saying that is because like, I think this is their last season and if they could close it out with one more appearance from LaMarcus Aldridge, that like, it's a trap. I don't know. I think it could be funny. I've never watched Portlandia. It's too I, close to home. I don't I watch it. To, I, I don't watch it anymore, but I know that it's the last season. I, I, I stopped watching the, it when I moved here.
0: I'm, I live here. I'm from Salem of, and I did, then Vancouver.
1: I got to Portland and I stopped. Watching it. And
0: I went to the same college as Carrie. It's just too – and I did sketch comedy. It's too it's too close to the home. It's okay. too unnerving.
1: Okay. Hey, listen. Also, Armisen seems kind of soulless. Armisen definitely really went out of his way. I saw him um, at Music Fest Northwest like a couple of years ago, and he was playing with his band instead of stand-up comedy. Which is what we thought it was. <laughs> oh, weird! Yeah, and then we showed up. We're like, we're watching Fred Armisen's band. Anyway, he does a Q and A, and someone asked him, like, why? What inspired you to um, uh, do Portlandia in Portland? What like, what, what was it about Portland? You know, someone in the crowd, some someone from Portland. It was like, and then he was like, it was really so about. It, he's, he's like, he's like, it wasn't really about Portland at all. It could have been any city, really. It's oh. just Carrie lives here. So like it really wasn't like about Portland, really. Like just going out this way to just like ruin those people's day.
0: I've always had a theory that the show is a little bit about Olympia, but this is this is very complicated.
1: I, okay, well, we won't go there. Okay. we'll save that for maybe
0: your podcast. Nah, that's a little. That's even a little non-sports related for my podcast.
1: <laughs> that's a, we're going real deep here. Um, but yeah, Lamarcus Aldridge rumors are interesting. Um, yeah, rumors. Are, it's been a great. You know what th- rumor? Week I really for NBA to, gossip. You know what rumor? Like it's not a rumor because it it hasn't been reported as a rumor, but a scenario that I want to happen would be for some way for the Spurs to get their hands on Demarcus Cousins. <laughs> If you could do a Lamarcus for DeMarcus trade.
0: God, I don't know. I don't know if I would curse him to the king. Oh, maybe I would. That'd be fun to watch.
1: Well, his contract, he has a player option. So like he only really has one. Like I think he has a player option. So this is his second year. So I think he has a player option for the. It
0: would probably be for his year, fourth year. For okay. the fourth
1: year. So he only has two more years under contract.
0: He's two years on the Kings though.
1: But what if he, I don't know.
0: It's like they take Honestly, it's like they okay. they take 50 years out of your life.
1: Yeah. This is weird to say, but I think in the context of each other's teams, I almost think that like Aldridge on the Kings would be better for the Kings and their expectations and Cousins would be better for the Spurs with their expectations cuz Cousins is would be better in the context of the Spurs, but I think that Aldridge on his own, boring as he may be, is more stable. Thus you could actually have some kind of like identity in Sacramento, even if it is based around LaMarcus Aldridge. Thoughts? Who are the? Uh,
0: who else is on the Kings right now? I can't remember anything. about The the Blazers were
1: good when he was here, and he was their best player, and they fed him the ball a lot. Like you can be a good team with him getting that much touches, but like you can't be. I don't think you can be a great team with him getting that many touches. You know what I mean? And I, I think guess yeah, I guess that he could Cousins to that next level. Yeah, I guess that he could. You know what I will say.
0: I I think that maybe one of the things they need from a player like that, though, is sort of uh, a lot of locker room ego kind of stuff. Okay. Sort of grown up stuff. Uh-huh. And I and I mean I don't want to defame him too much, but he isn't particularly known for his gregariousness or his.
1: Right. I mean, I think he. I think he did turn around a little bit as like being able to like get in guy like get into guys a little bit like, you know about like leading about like you know being more vocal like he was never the vocal guy but he like like there i mean like we heard about it you know like that was something that came out was that aldridge was talking more you know like batum would say that and batum had been around aldridge for years so i mean you know i think he could do that but i don't think he would be like super vocal like out there like really grabbing the young guys Like I don't think he'd do that I think he'd just be a good Example as a guy who would just be a Professional and not grabbing the young guys Right not like yeah not you know What I mean but like I, Shaking just, think, him. I, I just think Perhaps although Is like he I, I feel like he would be an easier Personality to deal with than cousins maybe uh, Well I, I mean Who wouldn't that's what I mean That's old Draymond, I mean. but like, I'm, and I'm just Saying if you're Sacramento like what are your Expectations really I mean, what are their expectations? Okay,
0: part of the problem with Sacramento is that it seems like Vivek might be a lunatic. And (laughs) (laughs) like... I mean, you know, like, he's, like, throwing people under the bus and, like, being like, I just took Stauskas because – and, like, everybody saw a video of you being really into Stauskas. Dude. I like Stauskas.
1: Who he makes a lot of threes, right? And it's like, yeah, OK. And then he went with it. Like, and now he's putting him, it off. God, him trying to pawn off
0: blame for Stauskas on everybody else. A lot
1: of people. Like, a lot of people lost their jobs because of this guy. And he's, like and – he's, and he's still it's just blaming just like, dude, we saw people. a like, video of you – I saw it with my eyes and my ears. No. Yeah. Like, like I know people that worked for the Kings and lost their jobs. Like, like, it's not a joke. Like, like he really was not, not like, I mean, yeah. He wasn't
0: equipped to know what was going on. And part of the thing is that he immediately stepped in and just thought he knew more than
1: everybody. Right. And, the and four, he does And he denies the four on five thing too. I mean that, you know what? Do you think that do you think that he wasn't lying about that? I think it's
0: okay for him to deny the 4 on 5 thing. <laughs> at the very least, even if he's lying, I feel like that's a lie that you should be allowed to tell. You right. know what I mean? Right. I like you even if at some point you thought that playing 4 on 5 would be a good idea and you tried to impress it on people. You should be allowed to say I didn't really think that because it's crazy. Right, exactly. <laughs> It's so like it's so crazy that like you once you, you
1: step back from it and you're like wow damn that was crazy
0: yeah you should be you should be allowed to look at past Vivek and say oh no that guy doesn't exist right you know no, right I, look I'm not into lying don't get me wrong yeah I'm not no I'm not into lying that's true I'm I'm. Uh, irritatingly honest, but you should be able to like, if you think, you know, that's okay. That's okay
1: to lie about. Right. I got, you know what I see? I see where you're coming from. Yeah. I see that it's unfair to be unsympathetic because none of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. None of us always have perfect thoughts. So therefore, you know,
0: wouldn't it be incredible if you only had perfect thoughts? Yeah. One of the things I learned at this meditation thing is that realistically the only, like, perfect thought you can have is focusing on your nostril and focusing on the breath, going in and out and in and out and not attaching any sounds to it or words to it or anything. That's the only pure and perfect thought.
1: Yeah, I really like that when I, I've gone floating. Oh, yeah. I float. I like floating quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of a meditative it do is, you it is meditative
0: do you do breathing exercises while you float do you pay attention yeah. oh, to your breath yeah
1: oh that's the only like that's how I get to like a very relaxed state is like by focusing on my breath this is way deep into a conversation but on meditation but I think it's important I think people should take care of themselves
0: you should yeah you look guys fellas if you're listening to this and you, you feel and like gals stress- and, and gals sorry 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 that was that was a that was a sexist assumption I apologize um if you are feeling like life is too overwhelming for you, take a meditation course, man. Half hour a day, slow you down, clear you out a little. It'll uh, it te- it teaches you, it rewires your brain, man.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sure there are NBA players who do it. You no, know, uh, Steph Curry last year there was like a story about Steph Curry and like Harrison Barnes floating, and I know that a couple guys in the Blazers floated. Like C.J. McCollum became a fan of floating. Last year. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not going to float. This seems
0: weird, but I think it's cool. But anyway, it's your exact body temperature,
1: right? Right. It, well, yeah. It's it, it's like kind of warm, and it's like, and you relax, and it, your body floats, and like if you fall asleep, you like won't drown because there's a lot of salt, and the salt is good for your body, etc. And it's like et cetera. It, it And and it, it, it is a form of meditation because like you're cut off from all your senses. you like it is sensory deprivation, and all you can do is. <laughs> Yeah, you just breathe. That's all you're doing is yeah. just breathing. But um, yeah. Anyway, so do, just, do, do you do a body scan?
0: Do you <laughs> go? This is my head. This is my. This is what I do in vipassana. I... Uh,
1: no, okay. no, I don't. I don't do that. Okay. I just breathe and like my back kind of loosens up a little bit. Um. Yeah, my back just loosens up a little bit, and it, and it's like you know, like I've had like my back like pop like a bunch of times, like when I've done it. Like, Wait. like it, cause it's, you're floating. So your body is no longer like using muscle, using your body to like hold itself up. So you're oh, literally what? floating, you're buoyed and like your body is like,
0: it gets like lazy and disengages.
1: Yeah. And like your body, like your muscles relax. That's like another part of it.
0: Uh, oh, shoot. Sorry. Uh, that's uh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Sorry, David Locke.
1: Um, that's uh, I think that's yeah. wild, dude. Right. Right, I know. So, like, yeah, no, it's cool. Floating's awesome, um, and meditation's awesome too. I'm just saying, right. it's no, really I, helpful, I, I, I wanna, Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Mindfulness is great. Yeah, I think I, I think I think that's a, one of Steve Kerr's like coaching, uh, like that's one of the things he believes in is mindfulness. Speaking of mindfulness and speaking of Steve Kerr, that Draymond, oh, yeah, the Draymond Green feature you know was pretty nice. Who can nuts. really
0: use a you know, who could really use a good meditation? <laughs> Draymond,
1: <laughs> Draymond Green. <laughs> he really does need one. Like, he, Draymond, Draymond's got some. He needs to, you know, because anger.
0: he needs to learn to step outside of himself and say, what am I feeling right now? Why am I feeling it? Right. And just be objective about it, you know?
1: Right. It's
0: that hard. would be really helpful.
1: Right. I mean, obviously, when he's on the basketball court, you know, but like obviously, it carried over. Like there were some beefs with Clay Thompson, which Clay, I can understand. I can understand that. Uh, like Clay just seems like like kind of like the chill, like kind of stoner, like like and, and Draymond is like very aggressive. Like you know, I could see how that would not go well. I can understand that.
0: I pr- I probably would not like Clay like, Thompson. <laughs> I feel you know what of all the things in the article, I think not like in Clay Thompson. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I I just mean that
1: in the fact that like the the vibe on Clay Thompson is that he's like super super laid back, but like almost too much.
0: Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, well, you ramp it up a little, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I'm I'm with Draymond on this one. In right? Particular. No, yeah, exactly. Steve then- Kerr, though. I mean, I you know that guy just seems like he's
1: trying to. He, it seems like he's just trying to get get people to do good work. The team was better when Luke Walton was coaching because he could just let them do whatever they wanted.
0: Yeah, but I that might work. That might have worked better than. Yeah,
1: people uh, are uh, giving him credit for. Yeah, but the piece by uh, Ethan and Sherwood Strauss definitely showed though that like I guess. At least how the front office was feeling, they were, like, getting scared of Draymond Green because <laughs> they were, like, somewhat needed to take control of the situation because, like, Walton wasn't really, you know. It's interesting. It's also, yeah. It's also interesting. The, the stuff about the cop holstering
0: his gun I thought was a little weird. Uh, in part because, like, like, what do you think is going to happen, dude? Like, yeah, there's a bunch – anyway – it seemed people probably would have been able to stop Draymond if he was going to go hit somebody They're, I mean, they're not small men.
1: No, I mean, that was super weird. And also it's like, what is the cop doing? It's not like, like, like I, I've heard so, like so many great things. People are like there's like 15 professional athletes in there. And then like two of these, and I didn't even think about this. I just thought about this one. Two of the assistant coaches are uh, Jaron Collins. And Luke Walton, who are both massive, who are like, both
0: giant human beings. Yeah, like Darren Collins is one of the largest human beings you can possibly like, imagine. So,
1: exactly. So you have two assistant coaches who are massive human beings. And then you have a bunch of elite athletes, one of whom is Maurice Spates. And then the other is Andrew Bogut. And it's like, you don't think that those I mean, Harrison do, Barnes, Harrison Barnes could probably like get in there with like, you know, like.
0: Look, if all the members of the Warriors organization got into a big battle royale, who would
1: win? I mean, probably. probably Draymond. Probably Draymond. I mean, come on. Yeah, probably. Like, he's he's like, you know. Anybody, anybody who's not
0: smart enough to cover their privates, they're done. <laughs> almost immediately. <laughs> right. And
1: no, then, and uh, that was really interesting. I, it, it was so funny, too, because you you know when I think we, like, obviously, the Houston series, when he, like, kicked Michael Beasley, he did that. But then, like, also, like, the Portland series, like, when Steph wasn't there, like, he really kicked it into overdrive, like, hitting three-pointers and, like, yelling at the crowd and, like, like just, like, talking a whole bunch of mess and, like, really, like, taking the persona, like, into overdrive. I mean, he was balling. But, like, it was, like, really, like, you know, he really became, like, the star of the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I do. Sorry. Sorry, Wait. what? Sorry, no, sorry. Uh, no, I'm just, I, I'm just, anyway. Um, I didn't have anything to add. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I, 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 think Draymond, I, was, I
0: thought Draymond was our second best player last year. I mean, year. he was
1: amazing, and I think it's going to be weird. I, it's also going to be weird if he's, like, not as involved. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, it's going to be
0: impossible for him not to be as involved, especially on the playmaking end, because at least some of that playmaking is going to go to Durant, right?
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, he's not going to be, like, while Durant is more efficient, at shooting the ball, I wonder what that yeah, does to them. I, w- I wonder what that does to them. Like, does Draymond average 15 rebounds a game? Like, what does he do? Like, uh I mean, I don't know if he'll do that, but what I'm saying is like how, yeah, yeah. how I have no are, idea.
0: you know, I really do have no idea like what the proportions are going to be. It does kind of seem like Durant is interested in working off ball more. And it does seem like that's one of the reasons why he went to Golden State. Right, because he
1: wants to work off ball and actually get the ball, which is what yeah. didn't happen in Oklahoma City. Which also, Durant also just getting tattoos of every artist ever. Who did he get on his leg? Tupac. Oh, yeah. He got a Tupac tattoo, and then I think he said he Tupac. has... Tupac, I just I
0: don't get it.
1: Man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, apparently... I, I mean, apparently...
0: if he got Ghostface on his leg... and Well, then like,
1: I would... well like, apparently, I think... And, and, and like, the Rolling Stone piece touched on this, too, but it's it's, like, he... You know, was such a basketball robot that now he's finally like in like getting into like music and like photography and like art and all this stuff and like do and like living life and so like he's like really like getting all these guys tattooed on himself.
0: Wonder when he's gonna get Corbin Smith.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, when is he gonna start reading Vice? Basketball. Well, I mean, he's got to start with the early stuff. Basketball. When yeah, is he going to start ball. listening to Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network? Also, I did a bit for the Locked On NBA Podcast, the Locked On NBA Preview. Uh, a bunch of all the Locked On pods recorded little segments for the NBA previews on Locked On NBA, hosted by the Podfather David Locke. So uh, go check that out. Uh, and um, Corbin. I know we talked about this briefly, and this is a Blazers podcast, so I think we should get back to the little Blazers topic that I oh, want sorry, to discuss. Sorry, sorry. 15th man.
0: who do you, I think who, it should be Greg Steamsman. Now, I don't even know who the other guys are. <laughs> who are the other guys? Grant Jarrett and Tim Quarterman. Okay, I don't know who either of those guys are. Tim Quarterman has kind of a fun name. I saw – did you see that Elliot Williams got cut today? Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah. and he, he – he, yeah, I mean like – Blazer legend. Yeah, Blazer legend. Shout out to him though. I saw that he got guaranteed – he got like 250 guaranteed. So. Oh,
0: all right. My yeah. friend Samir uh-huh. is a Blazer fan and he ins- – during the during the trash year, the Felton year, yeah. he would be – he would insist that Elliott Williams was the future at guard.
1: Oh, OK. You just reminded me of something that we didn't talk about in the LaMarcus segment. I don't know if there's a way they could do it. And I don't think it would actually be benefit for the Clippers. But imagine if the Clippers traded Blake and LaMarcus for each other and then you have the reuniting of Crawford, Felton and LaMarcus on the Clippers with is Chris there, Paul. Who,
0: who else from that team can you get? Is uh, Gerald Wallace retired?
1: Oh, man, I don't know. And he's still on the Celtics. I can't no, remember. He's not, on, he's not on the Celtics. I think he was on the net.
0: He was on the Nets, and oh, the no, Nets then he traded traded to
1: the And then he got traded to the fi- Sixers, I think. But I, I don't think he's on the team anymore. Okay. So they, so they, you just signed Gerald Wallace
0: off waiver wires, right?
1: Andre Miller's retired. West Matthews, if you can get West Matthews,
0: I'll bet you Doc Rivers would be really into getting Andre Miller. Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah, get Andre. West Matthews well, probably An- makes An- a Andre Miller match. wasn't on the team by then. Oh, it, yeah, because they, they traded sw- they him s- for Felton. Yeah, exactly. God. <sighs>
0: Andre Miller was so fun. Like I understand he's not perfect, but he was so fun. And then they traded him for Raymond Felton. Anyway, like
1: he he won basketball games, and Felton did it when he was in Portland. So that's like yeah. basically what it come down to. But but
0: also, but also, Andre Miller was like incredible to watch. It's so because he just it doesn't make any sense. It's like he's he's big and strong, kind of, and
1: he's really good at passing. In a way, you know what? I just in a way, he's almost like a point guard version of Aldridge. Like yeah, a little su- bit super nonconformist, like a little bit more fun. Cause he's a point guard, but like yeah. super, super nonconformist, like does his thing, like kind of like, like does guy kind of does his own thing, but is like yeah known a, for grinding like, against but,
0: coaching staffs.
1: Right. And then like, but like works really hard on his game, like shows up to work, delivers produces, but like, at the, but like is also like kind of difficult to deal with. Like, I feel like Andre Miller and LaMarcus were always met for each other. They were like really good together. He always did those lobs to him.
0: Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, they were they were the most I think they were the most common lob combination in the league the year that uh Roy was injured but they were still good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway, uh no, that would be – Okay, fun. I think it should be Steamsbud. Okay. Just because his nickname is the Steamer. <laughs> and I think that's
1: a lot of fun. And you guys and could would, do a, you guys could do a profile of the Steamer. Yeah. Yeah, guys, I'll do that. Yeah. I think, and you for, could, like, maybe draw... Willamette, maybe a
0: Week? Yeah, you could draw his face onto a train and just, like, write, like, the steamer and the smokestack coming out of the train.
1: We're talking about a guy that was shouted out in... If you're reading this, it's too late. He was, like... Like, when Drake wrote, like, on the inside of the album cover, he, like, gave a shout-out to everybody on the Raptors, and that year, Steamsmo was on the Raptors. That's beautiful. So, like... DeMian Lillard album release tonight connection do you do, when
0: he was on the Celtics he was so like beat up that he wouldn't practice and and at the time like 37 year old Kevin Garnett was on the Celtics and he did practice so like was, Greg Stevens was like 25 and he had to sit while Kevin Garnett was rolling up and down the court, they actually probably shouldn't sign Steams because they have plenty of centers. But yeah.
1: I think actually the guy that they should sign is Grant Jarrett. What's uh, what does Grant Jarrett do? So, so Jarrett was so Jarrett. The, the book on him is that he came out too early from college, and that if he had stayed a year later, like Reggie Miller, like when they were doing an NBA, they had a TNT game, and like Reggie Miller and Kevin Harlan were both like, if he stayed, like he might have been like a top ten pick like, the next year. But, like, he went early. There was a second-round pick, then, like, went to the D-League. I think he, like, Portland drafted him, like, traded him to OKC, and then OKC traded him to Utah or something like that. And, like, he's kind of like a – he's a stretch four and, like, actually has been making shots in the preseason. Like, he reminds me of, like, an Anthony Tolliver or, like, a Chris Copeland. No, oh, Chris Copeland. But like, but, like, a little bit better, you know? Like Chris Copeland? Know, like, like not no, like he's like not as bad defensively as Chris Copeland. Oh, OK, like Chris Tolliver is not a bad player. That's what I'm saying. I, I think he I think he really is like kind of like I think Anthony Tolliver. That was the first one that came to mind was Tolliver as like he's kind of like a prototype for like I think what Jarrett could be. Uh, hey, that
0: sounds fantastic. I'm into it. Right. Anyway, I they, you know what, if they don't do it, I'm going to be mad. Furious! I'm gonna go on Blazers Edge, and I'm gonna scrawl some comments in my own blood. Have you watched Evan Turner? No, not yet. I mean, in the past. No, but like in preseason. No, no, I've been
1: no meditation camp ribs. Meditation
0: camp ribs
1: dates. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I'm trying to get you're, you're you're a man about town.
0: Yes, I've been a bit of a man about town lately. Right. Dinner. Been going to Bollywood Theater.
1: That's a I, Bollywood theater solid.
0: Been going to, yeah. I've been I've been out and about. I'm look podcast listeners. I'm sorry that I'm not a good enough Blazers expert. I agree, but I'm fun.
1: No, I think you, you are them? fun, and this is why I have Corbin on the podcast because we talk about the Blazers a lot, and I like the league too, and I think that it's important to understand other topics, other things going on in the league, and other. Th- other thoughts about the game that aren't directly related to the day-to-day goings on of the Blazers that I think help us understand the game better. Do you want to talk about Mike and Mike before we leave? Sure. What do you think about the new guys? Or do you haven't listened to the new guys, but what about I haven't them? listened to the new guys, but I mean, I have listened to Kevin Coblero. Yeah, 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 yeah. Collateral. And Kevin Coblero is awesome.
0: And <laughs> yeah. it's totally dope that they signed him. Right. Like, like that's like he was, he was the best announcer he was the best basketball announcer in the country without a regular job, and the Blazers gave him a regular job.
1: Right. I mean, it's pretty hard to like, – I, like I think that was my first reaction too is like it's really hard to argue with Kevin Calabria.
0: Yeah. It's – okay. So I never liked Mike and Mike very much. I don't – Fair
1: enough. Want Listen, I, I, all takes, at least the, on this podcast, the takes that I invite on, all, all of them matter. So you don't have to qualify you. it. Thank you. Um
0: and I when they got fired I wrote about it for a week almost immediately and it was and I and you know I got some people were and I was like and I didn't want to you know I mean I didn't want to like roll on their graves or anything but I was like I think that the product is going to be better <laughs> when Mike and Mike are not calling it and because I didn't like their homerism very much and I didn't like I mean, their obsession with the referees was like grinding, it, right? I'm not crazy, right? They were obsessed with the referees, and it was it ground on you.
1: I definitely heard more uh, names.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rice's ability to remember referee uh, names was, <laughs> it was uncanny. I, If you watch the call, you, you the audience, have probably never seen Rice's call of the Lord's shot. But they celebrate for a while. This is where, this
1: was the kicker in that Willamette week. Yeah, it, it
0: was. It, I, I I tracked it down once. I don't remember why, and I was like, "That really?" really? And l- so they're celebrating, and eventually, Rice says, "You can't take it away from us, Callahan." <laughs> <laughs> it's the biggest blazer shot I
1: probably ever. Seventies ever. ever? No, at least. no, ever. Because because in the seventy seven season, there was no shot. No single shot that mattered that much.
0: Yeah, it, it was probably the biggest Blazer shot ever. Maybe. Yeah, it's one of the biggest. And, it, it's one of the biggest shots in playoff history. And the first thing Rice thinks about is the ref. Oh, it just drove me nuts. Anyway, right. I'm yeah. glad they're not working. I I hope they're happy. I hope they. I hope all their families love them. I hope they. I hope they all live good lives. Don't get me wrong. But right,
1: you, you care about them as human beings because no, I wouldn't. Beings. I mean, well, care, care but you're, like, you're just saying you wish them happiness as fellow would, human beings. Like you're not wishing them any bad vibes, vibes, or, sh- or sh- you know, yeah, whatever.
0: I, but I, but I am happy that when I sit down to watch the Blazers, the podcast is going to be exponentially more professional.
1: Listen, this is this is your take. I invited you on. And and I and I appreciate your your honesty. Mike Rice is your dad,
0: so you don't you don't <laughs> no, agree even a little bit. No, no. no. I mean, I think oh, I forgot. Mike Rice's son is the person of note.
1: Uh, right. Remember that? that 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 thing. Yeah, that was uh, that was weird. Yeah, that, was, that weird. was weird. That was that was really weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anyway. Um, but um. Yeah, um, anything you're, like, excited about for the season? I know this is a Blazers podcast, but we're talking a lot of general topics.
0: Uh, I'm actually really looking forward to watching the Jazz. Uh, I like Gobert a lot. I think he's incredible to watch Um, on defense. I mean, you know, he's nothing on offense, but he's – but I think watching him rotate and cover all that space and sort of glide around – With all of like all of that, Uh I think that's sort of a singularly spectacular experience in the NBA right now. And I will, and I, um, uh, yeah. And when I think about the team that I'm like juiced on watching for some reason, it's the Jazz. Uh. uh, Other than that, um, as far as the Blazers go. uh, Harkless, I think, is, I hope he pans out. I hope that uh, he becomes a frequent contributing member of the team because a big long-armed forward who does a little playmaking is pretty much my favorite kind of player. So
1: This this, this is something you, you just sparked in my head that I've been thinking about a lot, and I want to bounce this off of you. Amino has not been a good shooter for a really long time. Yeah, for his entire
0: career except for last year.
1: Harkless hasn't been either, but Harkless is, like, I think, like, three years younger. Yeah. I'm I'm wondering if, like, it's – I'm wondering if at some point – I think Aminu was the third, like, most important player on last year's team. But I do wonder if there maybe is a point where Harkless, like, overtakes him as, like, the lead 3-4. Like do you think that that could happen? What did well, were well, mean shot like 34 last year?
0: 34 or 36 somewhere around there? From 3? Um 36, yeah, I think 36. Yeah,
1: 36 in Which it, is he, abnormally they good. Shot.
0: They signed him at a they signed him at a really low price because he couldn't shoot. Right. Uh and then last year he shot well and and you know, I mean sort of statistics objective thinking wise like There's sort of equal reason to believe that he'll regress and that he'll maintain. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, mm, But it is worth saying, I think that Aminu is not a normal defender. He's not, he's really, really good. Okay. And I think that it's hard to imagine that Harkless is going to get to being that quite that good at defense.
1: Especially and so guarding the four, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, and switching on things like that, and and even the Minu can do some lockdown work on the on the guards and wings and stuff. And it's it's a little hard for me to imagine that Harkless is going to get to that level on that end of the floor. And so I don't know if I, that isn't something I'd bet on.
1: Okay, but yeah, it's been mm. something I've been thinking about because because I I think. Aminu was a really great shooter last season, but I keep thinking about how other teams guarded him. And it's like – Yeah, they definitely sliced off him. Like, like do all these people think that he's not actually a good shooter even though he shot well last season? Are they right? Like that's the thing that I'm thinking about more when it comes to Aminu is not like – whether his work ethic is not going to fall off or like whether his like shot, like, like, I just wonder if like, maybe he just is not as good as he was last year. And I wonder if like all the way other teams playing him is right. Or if the Blazers are just right. And all those teams are wrong.
0: If I will say that lineups with Turner as a secondary ball handler could be problematic because they can creep up on him a little easier.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, I, 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 I'm really interested to see like how those pieces fit because, like, I think the CJ Turner fit, like, is going to take a minute because I think that's the most important like version. I mean, I think because he's going to be playing more minutes. I think with CJ than he will be with Lillard. Yeah, probably. Uh, what's Leonard been doing this preseason? He has back spasms right now. Oh and, shit! Um, so like, he got back from the shoulder surgery. He played. Um in a couple of preseason games, you know who's actually been looking good in the preseason is Vonleh. Oh yeah yeah yeah, I heard about that. That's uh good. Yeah. yeah.
0: I the, I was one of the things about the Blazers this year is that the team is like functionally fundamentally the same except for Turner. Right. And although it's cool that they were good last year and they'll probably remain at least pretty good this year. I guess I think I don't think they're I they don't seem like a prime candidate for regression. No, but, you know, who knows? Uh, but it is hard not to look at these sort of fringy guys like Harkless and Vonlay and not really think like, God, if they could just take some of Plumley's minutes and just s- squeeze in some of this and some of that, maybe the team could like it does feel like I'm when I think about the team that I'm really nitpicking for where there's going to be growth. Right. And maybe sort of talking myself into things that aren't completely realistic. But what else are you gonna do right now? You know what I mean? I mean, hey, listen. It, it, so like, even sports, though, that I'm that even kind of like, what if Myers can take a bunch of Plumlee's minutes? Then they could play five out, and that would be great. And
1: yo, no, they could play five out too. And if if Leonard like is like Leonard like is like becomes like, good at like you know, really good at defensive rebounding, you know, just like taking like a small step, but like, you know, or if he like develop, you know, and, and I think that like, yeah, it's like the Blazers are, they have so many guys that you have that we all think of in like in this way, like, it's like outside of CJ and Dame, really. I think every guy is just like, if they could just, you know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. Every, every guy has that one thing about them. Like if they could just do this, like- it's Vonley's third year, which is a year when people tend to get better. So right. Yeah. No, I, I think I mean, there's some hope there. Yeah. No, I think he has I mean he's he's looked good. I mean, like the Leonard injury, you know, I'm sure is a bummer for him. Um but like, I think it's really good for the – it is definitely a power for him. There's no doubt about that. But I definitely think it is good for the Blazers overall. If, if Von Vonley
0: can step into Vonley that. If Vonley can vacuum. step
1: into that. Role. And also that way Leonard doesn't have to like – you know, they're not playing Leonard Hurt or whatever, which I don't think they would do. But like at least now, like if Leonard isn't there, playing Vonley, like I think seemed more like semi-disastrous or like that was like definitely going to be like not a good thing because he wasn't – you know, I, I'm a, I'm a big believer in Vonley, but he just wasn't very good last year. And so, like, I think for me it was more of like, you know, now that the way he's playing is like you can play him now in the second unit or whatever with Ed Davis, and it's not as bad because, like, he's, scoring on, he's scoring on the block. I that's the thing. The, Vonley's don't... been getting post-touches. It's been weird. They've been, like, dusting off the Lamarcus plays for him. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And he's been shooting confident jump shots. Like, he's been doing, like, and playing pretty good defense. So it's like... You know? Do you know
0: where he worked out this summer? <laughs> it's always fun to it's always fun to give credit to where he worked out this summer.
1: Right. Well, he he's involved with that uh, like super techy like gym in Santa Barbara. Oh, the P three gym. Oh no, I oh no, I'm familiar with the P three no, gym. I, I know you're into that stuff. So like yeah, yeah. Like, like the super techy like you know like Elysium. Yeah, know, yeah, like type of place. They just feed you. They feed you little white clouds, and they
0: make your muscles big and strong. Right. Uh, there. Uh, oh, I. Oh, I. Uh, this is. Uh, that's too far. There's a. There's a true hoop podcast about the Pelicans a while back, talking about how they had terrible trainers and like these dudes go to. Uh, it was. Uh, who's
1: the, who's the fellow on the J- Justin Verrier, the guy that does the Pelicans for ESPN.com. No,
0: uh, d- uh Amin Al Hassan.
1: There we go. Oh yeah, Amin.
0: I mean, it, yeah, Al Hassan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's talking about how like these dudes go to private trainers now, and they're like cutting edge and incredible. And sometimes they come back to their teams, and they're just they're just ter- they're just terrible. Like, right? Yeah. <laughs> they was using the Pelicans as an example, but well,
1: uh, I mean. The, I mean not to say anything ill of the, like, and not to say that, like, it prevents injuries, but, like, every, the Blazers did, like, re- completely revamp their training staff a couple of years ago.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the I mean the Blazers were, for a long time, sort wor- of known as, yeah,
1: known as, like, the worst, you know. Yeah,
0: and and maybe part of that is unfair because right. a lot of that has to do with luck, but.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, you know.
1: Right. It seems like, I mean, they're all, like, they all do, like, these balance tests now, like, I mean, the first year that I covered the team was the last year that Jay Jensen was the trainer. And then the next year you saw the change where like guys were doing a whole bunch of different stuff. So it was like they were doing like, you know, all the guys are talking about doing like these balance drills where they like, you know, like, you know, measure how the weight is distributed on their feet and stuff like that. Like all, all kinds of stuff. Is uh, that when Stotts arrived more or less? Um, it was the second year of Statzel okay. So they had all the people there for one year, all the people who were there. And then the second year they got a new training staff. So okay. I don't know okay. if it was a contract, but anyway, Blazers have a good training staff. That's the, uh, the point that they I didn't always, they didn't always, they they have one now. Um, and yeah, I mean, even though they're dealing with some injuries, it doesn't sound like Festus Zeely is going to be back anytime soon. Um, we all knew that was going to happen. That's such a like yeah. right. Well, I mean, he did like the news was that he blocked Damian Lillard, right, in a scrimmage, but he was play the scrimmage was a 4 on 4 half court scrimmage and like he didn't and he like did some conditioning drills but did not play ha- like did not do like, you know, he's not practicing yet and then Jason Quick is reporting that he doesn't expect him to do, you know, I thought Christmas and Quick is now saying January. So, you know, like no, and th- that was totally expected. Yeah.
0: I I am Azili could genuinely spend his entire Blazers in- tenure injured, and I'd be like, "Yeah, I—I I mean, that's not unexpected. You know what I mean? No. And—and and it's not his fault. It's nobody's. It's nobody's fault. It's not the team's. The team is to take the team took a perfectly risible risk on a good player. So, you know, right. It happens. It's fine. I mean, right. if it was five um, years, if it was four years, it would not be. That would be bad, but two year, whatever. Who cares? Get get your money, Festus. I just look, I just want everybody to have money. I want Eric to have money. I want myself to have money. I want you, the listener, to have money. And that's why you should come to my seminar. How to make money with Corbin. Uh it's, it's straight to the point. Yeah. Straight to the you point. You start by making a blow. not playing spot. any games. Yeah. Just how to make money, you know? <laughs> How to make money with Corbin Smith, a new podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You start a new podcast. Uh, get some blog <laughs> spots going. Uh, that's pretty, you know those that, that's pretty much it. top-down recipe videos? Make those, I guess. I don't know. Right. right. Uh, and then you rob um, a bank. You buy a gun and you rob a bank. And that's how you have money.
1: <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Okay. We do not uh, – disclaimer, disclaimer. These actions are not condoned by the –
0: Yeah. Once again, David Locke, if you're listening – I'm sorry. I
1: don't want people to rob banks. I know that. No, we know you don't. We know you're a peaceful man, Corbin.
0: Oh, yeah. Did I mention this meditation retreat? Very peaceful. It's not peaceful because you're just quiet. You go crazy. You walk around this field going crazy for nine days, anyway. And then you meditate for the other 11 hours of the day.
1: I think it's uh, we've Eventual had a great month. episode. I th- anyway, yeah, yeah, I think, sorry. I think, uh, yeah, we, we 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 no, we've had an eventful month. We had a great episode. Um, I'm glad that you're feeling better. That you've meditated. That you've recharged for the season, Corbin. Yeah,
0: I'm gonna be, I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be smacking skulls this year.
1: No, look. Where can the folk Where, where can the folks find uh, your work and your tweets and no and updates on the ribs? Uh,
0: uh, my tweets are at Corbin a. Smith they're not very good I, I'm at the point where I've accepted the fact that I'm probably not very good at Twitter but it's fine you know uh, I'm gonna be writing advice sports probably doing blog hits I think I'm gonna cover some laser game I think I'm gonna cover games this year that's right uh, I'm still trying to figure out how to do that how, or how to Anyway, I'll be going to games and writing about them probably. And, um, I'm in the Wyoming week occasionally and I'll be on the shocker again sooner or later. And that's, um, like the shocker it's on, um, medium. Yeah, that's what that's called. And I have a new podcast. It's not on iTunes yet, but keep an eye out. It's called take it or break it. It's, um, it's like a highly formatted sports takes game show thing. That's, um, that I try really hard to make, uh, maybe a little sillier than, on most sports podcasts. It was something I felt like most people weren't doing. So that's what I'm going for. Uh, I'm also going to therapy once a week over in North Portland. You can see me there. Uh, 11 <laughs> o'clock every Wednesday, uh, stop by. We'll talk blazers, uh, in my appointment. Uh, anything to avoid my real feelings so okay okay all
1: right okay all right well uh thanks for joining me corvin it was always fun chat it's fun chatting as always oh eric it was my pleasure especially before the 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 start of the nba season i felt like this is an important uh discussion yeah very important remember to edit
0: out the curse word i said very sorry i'll try okay i felt i felt bad because you're not supposed to curse on here guys so i I just want to apologize i'
1: uh right i mean i may mark it as explicit but i may i may not no i i mean I'll, yeah anyway uh, I'll figure it out
0: <laughs> all right luck, uh
1: subscribe to the podcast subscribe to the uh uh podcast on iTunes. It's on RSS uh, audio,
0: uh, right now. Take it or break it. You can find. It. All right, take it. Blame
1: Yeah. Right. 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 And subscribe to Locked On Blazers on iTunes as well, uh, on Audio Boom, Stitcher, uh, Tune In FM, Google Play, wherever you can find a podcast. Uh, and uh, come back. Uh, we will have a podcast following the preseason finale, and I'm assuming that someone will get cut, or two people will get cut this weekend. Or at some point before the preseason, uh, before the regular season starts. So um, by then, uh, we will have a clearer picture of the final roster, rotation, and all that stuff. So thanks for joining us. Thanks to Corbin Smith for joining me, and we'll catch you later.